Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. There is a ruling that says 15 to 2 that Israel should not destroy evidence of crimes against Palestinians. Do you agree with that ruling at least? Again, without making it clear that we haven't seen such crimes and we've seen no indication of such crimes, obviously, uh, uh, we respect the court's role as an arbiter of, of, of solving peaceful disputes, um, and we would not want to see anybody, should there be that kind of evidence in any situation, uh, move to destroy that evidence. And- that is John Kirby speaking at the White House, where they've had a heck of a day. A heck of the day at the White House, and it starts with this, and it's a story that is super wonk, but we're going to try our best to break it down, although there's going to be more explanation over the weekend. It could be easily uh, summarized as the green fanatics desperately want you to freeze to death. Now, that could be a headline. Instead, the Associated Press writes, Biden delays consideration of new natural gas export terminals, citing climate risk. I'm sorry, we're not going to export natural gas? We, we, we can do this. We, we've got this skill set. This we're not going to export? Why don't you explain what's going on here? Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary. Since day one, President Biden has led the most ambitious climate agenda in history, unlocking clean energy breakthroughs, advancing environmental justice, and rallying the world's leaders to transition away from fossil fuel. And, uh, And whether it's historic hurricanes, floods, or wildfires, the science is clear. Climate change is, a, is the existential threat of our time. So today, the Biden-Harris administration announced a temporary pause on pending decisions on exports of liquefied national, natural gas to, uh, to certain countries until the Department of Education can update the underlying assessments. Uh, last time I hold, was told the science was clear, it was we had to be six feet apart from each other uh, because of COVID. And the last time I heard the science was clear, and we had to wear a mask because of COVID. But we didn't have to wear it when we sat down in a restaurant to eat, only when we stood up because the COVID only hit at a certain height. The science is clear. You're willing to sacrifice lives because the science is clear. A temporary pause on exports of liquefied natural gas. They're delaying the consideration, but gas shipments to Europe and Asia have gone up. Why? Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Remember, even Germany is like, we're going to get our natural gas from Russia. And Trump was president at the time. Are you nuts? And then it turns out, yes, they were. And they gave up the nuclear. And instead, by the way, of those winters and everybody freezing to death, they instead turned to coal. But the environmentalists, who really don't like the fact that you exist, they don't like the increase in exports uh, in liquefied natural gas. You'll see it written as LNG, liquefied natural gas. 
They think it'll bring catastrophic planet warming emissions. And here's how Biden puts it. While MAGA Republicans willfully deny the urgency of the climate crisis, condemning the American people to a dangerous future, my administration will not be complacent. We will not cede to special interests. We will heed the calls of young people in frontline communities who are using their voices to demand action from those with the power to act. Last, I checked the polling from Pew. Uh, and Producer Carl, uh, you can uh, you can double check me uh, on this. Wasn't uh, the 18 to 29 year olds, didn't they have tr- uh, Biden's unfavorables at 71%? That sounds right. Yeah, I think that was right too, Producer Carl. Thank you there. Uh, 71%, but he's, uh, he's going to heed the call of, of young people. If you don't sell the liquefied natural gas to Europe, they're going to have to get it somewhere, right? Where are they going to get it from? They're going to get it from somewhere. The most radical thing the the uh, environmentalists ever did was make the assumption that somehow third world nations and second world growing nations are willing to die, freeze to death, and starve to death because of some nutty greenie here in the United States who's worried about the environment. They're not willing to starve. They're not willing to freeze to death. These up-and-coming countries are thirsty as a you-know-what, and they're going to get their energy from somewhere. And I have a good guess as to where that's going to come from. Must I continue? This is madness. Madness of a position. The environmentalists are like, oh, this is savvy. Here's the quote. Biden wants young people who care about climate above all in his corner. They were angry about his dumb approval of the Willow Oil Project. Do you really think that young people care about climate above all? I'm not arguing that there are some radicals uh, there. I, 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 I'm, I'm not saying that there's some radicals who see climate above all. But climate's not above all. First, you have to believe that somehow we're all going to die if we don't do without. We shouldn't have air conditioning. You shouldn't have a gas furnace. By the way, doesn't this play in nicely to uh, the the lack of gas this, gas that, gas the other? They should be able to control your power. You shouldn't have to shouldn't be able to cool your house less than seventy nine degrees, and you shouldn't be able to drive when we tell you that the grid is busy. Who would want less energy? This administration is out of their minds. This is horrific, horrific 
Did I mention horrific? Horrific policy. They have a climate advisor, don't you know? The climate advisor, uh, Ali Zaidi, Z-A-I-D-I. And people are like, you know, if, if you know, we're not the first people to notice this. If, if you cut off liquid natural gas exports, isn't this a big win for Russia? And his answer... What um, assurances on U.S. LNG can you give allies? And second, can you just also just respond to the criticism we've heard today, uh, particularly from the industry, that essentially the administration has handed a win to Russia? Look, we have, I think, um, beat expectations in terms of our uh, the speed and alacrity with which we've moved uh, to be a forceful uh, ally uh, to folks facing down uh, energy challenges, especially um, uh, our partners in Europe. Um, just to rewind, uh, in the uh, right after the invasion, the Russian invasion, um, the U.S. and the EU got together. We launched a task force um, to focus on energy security. And what that looked at was short-term needs, medium-term, and long-term. Let me translate that for you here, here, because I've been doing this a while. I, I, I know some things. Uh, I ran this uh, through the uh, through the computers. Here's what he said. Good translation. Just had to make sure we understood. He doesn't know what he's saying. He's making it up as he goes along. I mean, we're in the world of straight up Kamala Harris word salads. Can you share the amount of greenhouse gas emissions that this rule would cut in the short term? Can you detail that in any specific way for people to understand? That's a really, I think that's part of what this uh, review is all about, is to understand what are the implications of LNG. Um, We've started to learn more about leakage rates at different parts of the supply chain, upstream, midstream, downstream. We've started to learn a lot about what happens to uh, LNG as it's chilled and then shipped uh, overseas. Um, We're also seeing major shifts in uh, the demand for this product. What is it backing out on the other end. Um, You think about a lot of our allies and partners who use that LNG today actually are on a trajectory to back out that demand, uh, to replace it with things like clean energy and energy efficiency. Have they they backed out of it right now? What are they supposed to do about right now? Not this weird future fantasy that you have that everybody is working on a windmill, you know, that, that it's taking care of all our power needs. What's the plan right now? Well, that's right. You have no plan. We got it. We got it. However, uh, he was able to let you know that we are indeed all going to die. If the question is, does the science urge us to find every single way to move as quickly as we can, faster and faster each day to take on the climate crisis? It does. It's code red. That's what the scientists say. Yes, the scientists have been telling us it's code red since the days of Al Gore. And before that, it was code red, but to the cooling, not to the warming, which then became the climate change because the cooling and the warming made them look too silly. By the way, someone, uh, where was it? Timothy there on on the uh, X said I missed something in um, 
what uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre said uh, towards the towards the end. Let me let me see if I can should find announce it. a temporary pause on pending decisions on exports of liquefied national natural gas to uh, to certain countries until the Department of Education can update the underlying assessments. Oh, Department of Education. She meant the Department of Energy, right? To, uh, to certain countries until the Department of Education can update the underlying assessment. The Department of Education can until the Department of Education can until the Department of Education. She meant she didn't mean the Department of Energy. Nicely. Nice pickup, Timothy. Nicely done. Well played. Um, tell me again how these people aren't just flat out dangerous dangerous and if this is the way they act on the idea of being able to ensure that our allies and partners aren't going to our enemies to get their energy needs met well then it's the same conversation as the border they claim to want to take care of a thing, but they don't make any moves to take care of a thing. As a matter of fact, their supporters all go in the direction of, well, it's political. These Republicans are just terrible because Trump tells them not to do it. What in the world does Trump have to do with any of this? This has been a problem for years. We're now to a level of finally getting everybody to pay attention, pass some legislation, to make the border better, build the fence, add the technology, keep Remain in Mexico. These are good, smart things. Let's go. Let's do the thing. But if you want to now just blame Trump, nothing gets done. You don't want to sell liquid natural gas? Well, these people aren't going to stay cold. The Biden administration is going to throw crazy cash in the Russians' pocket. And then we're going to keep, what, supporting Ukraine with the money we don't have from LNG sales? This election can't come soon enough. I'm Tony Katz. Georgia State Senate approving a committee to investigate Fannie Willis. Oh, oh, you just love to see it. 30 to 19 was the vote. Willis, of course, the district attorney of Fulton County, and Willis, of course, the one who hired her lover. I do love saying that. Uh, uh, Nathan Wade to be the prosecutor against Donald Trump. But, of course, uh, he spent a couple days in the White House before the prosecution took place, and then he divorced his wife, trying to leave her with nothing while he was getting paid a sweetheart salary by his lover, Fannie Willis, uh, much more than she was willing to pay other prosecutors who weren't giving her, um, I don't know, the special prosecution... I don't know. I don't know. Is that what the way it's said? Is that what the kids say? 
Can someone check on Urban Dictionary and see if that's if that's terminology? Do not check Urban Dictionary at work. Whatever you do, keep your job. Do, it's bad enough you're listening to the show while you're working. Do not check Urban Dictionary. I'm telling you right now. Just, just trying to keep you employed. That's it. That's all I'm trying to. All I'm trying to do. Oh yeah, she was giving him all sorts of money that she wouldn't pay anybody else. He gets rid of his wife. They're going on vacations. Uh, I seemingly paid for it by the the DA's office, and now she's being investigated. Rightfully so. Rightfully. So, now, does this change the, the, the case against Trump regarding uh, RICO and, and some racketeering to engage in, in election fraud? I don't think it changes any of the charges, although I find the charges to be nutty. The idea that you would state that it was a conspiracy under RICO, I mean, that's exactly why they're doing it, because this is state not federal, and there is no way to to kind of mitigate the, the circumstance. Um, no, I don't think it changes anything like that, but it could, and most probably will at this stage of the game, cause delays. And delays for Team Trump as they run for president are not a bad thing. This goes back to the idea of speedy trial, how Jack Smith, uh, the prosecutor, special counsel, uh, in, in regarding January 6th, is looking to have a speedy trial. Who in the world cares whether or not the prosecutor, the special counsel, is looking to have a, a, a speedy trial? It's completely inconsequential what it is the prosecution wants. It is the defense that is entitled to a speedy trial. The defendant gets the speedy trial. And if they want to delay it, well, they can engage a delay because they think it's better for their client. What do you have to say, Joe Biden? Cost 10 bucks to make it. 10 bucks to make it. Is that right? 10 bucks. I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what that's a reference to. But there he was in front of the brewery, and, uh, you know, it's just, oh, comedy. Him in front of the brewery is just, is so damning and damaging to, to, to him in the eyes of the voter. It, it, doesn't get, it doesn't get much worse, and I'm just, I'm on, I'm on record that they're going to change uh, him. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to. This is happening. In real time, uh, I've got some updates uh, uh, on Texas uh, to get to, uh, and uh, look, I, I am convinced that by the time Abbott is back, Abbott's been Greg Abbott's been in India uh, for for an event. That's the country. Um, the question of are we going to see a confrontation? I would argue that the answer is we're going to see some kind of confrontation because, well. The Biden team might think they need it. What does it look like? That's what we're going to break down next week. But I've got more to get to. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.
You're not going to hear me oppose the meta deal at all. You got $800 million of data system. Meta is, is Facebook, I should say. It's a data center, not a data system. And this is wonderful. This is great news going into the Jeffersonville area. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 700,000 square feet, the 22nd data center in the world, 18th in the United States. This is, this is good stuff. This is valuable stuff. This should not be the only stuff. When, when we think of the economic development in Indiana, it should not be just tech. We have to get out of this idea. Now, it's funny, it's an $800 million investment, but it's 100 jobs. I'm not opposing the 100 jobs nor the 1,200 construction jobs that come with it. I like the investment because I like how it can breed other opportunities. This is a data center. This is, this is servers and whatnot. There will be technicians and electrical engineers, etc. Et, et but so much we focus on the tech so much we focus on uh the 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 very idea of of coding we don't focus on the other things we need to be focused on all of the gigs there was a conversation that took place yesterday amongst the republican candidates for governor and i i am not sharing my my take on on where i'm at on this because i'm waiting to do interviews with all of them i'm not going to to say anything until I really get a chance to dig in, but and I'm not commenting on this this event that took place in Carmel, Indiana. First Principles Forum put this together. It was it was well done. The questions were asked by Joy Pullman of the Federalist uh, and uh, and Fanchon Stinger, formerly an anchor with Fox Fifty Nine, and the questions were were excellent about healthcare and about education. They, they, they were pointed, they were direct. They, they, they were excellent, excellent questions. It was, it was really, really smart, really well done. I'm not gonna get into the answers and, and, the, and the intricacies of the answers, right? Because that would be playing my hand. I don't wanna do that just yet. But there was a big conversation of should the state be focused on education or should the state be focused on economic growth? And what does that economic, uh, what does that economic growth look like? What does that education look like? It, it, was, it was worthy. It wasn't a debate. It was a forum where everybody answered the questions. It wasn't an actual debate, a, a back and forth kind of thing. Although there were one or two comments here and there towards other candidates and candidates responded, et cetera. We are not benefited by saying we are all in and only in on coding. That is a mistake. Not every Hoosier is going to code. It's a mistake to say that. It would equally be a mistake if we didn't ensure that Elementary school, middle school, high schoolers knew that this was um, available to them. If they didn't know that this is available to them, this opportunity exists, that would be equally a mistake. We should be offering these things up, sharing these possibilities while we share other possibilities as well. I cannot state it enough that to push the idea that we should be demanding 
coding classes in high school, but not classes on how to balance a checkbook and how to invest for the future and how to set up a retirement, we are missing the forest for the trees. Now, you could also say to me, Tony, we can do both. I'm not going to argue with you. We'll totally do both. But if I'm going to rank the things, if I'm going to rank uh, the, the, the things, uh, balancing a checkbook is more important. Understanding your budget is more important. Because there are 9 million ways to learn how to code, but it doesn't seem that we do the equal amount of, of, of workshopping in these basics. And where Indiana can really outshine the competition, is by engaging this basic. And so I've been I've been very much focused on this idea. I've been thinking about this a lot. I've shared this be- before. I've gotten into the idea of investing in in in, in that why don't why aren't we teaching kids how to invest? How money builds over time? Why if they're 16, 17, 18 and they're working a, a summer job and they put away just $10 or $50 a week, $20 whatever the number is? how that builds over time, why time is on their side if they start now, why this is something to focus on now. And so I started asking myself, with with everything that we're willing to, to give, everything that we do, you talk about money that goes to things everywhere, everywhere. Why aren't we doing it about this? And I will give you an absolutely ridiculous example. Backpacks. We in Indiana just love ourselves a backpack drive. Oh, do we love giving away backpacks? School starts, we're having a backpack drive, and we're going to give backpacks to all the kids who need backpacks. It's going to be filled with notebooks and pens and pencils and everything else. This is a terrible idea. I do not deny that there are families in need and being able to have their kid with the basic school necessities isn't a value. I put forward to you that people know that this group and that group and the other group are gonna give away a couple thousand backpacks. They don't even bother. They just show up and pick up a backpack. After all, it's being given to them. It is a conditioning that exists based on a do-goodery that doesn't do any good. A student or a family learning that a backpack is just going to be delivered doesn't do any good. That is not to say that there aren't families and kids who are unbelievably thankful for the backpack because it's not something they can afford right now. But both situations would be better off if the all that money raised for a backpack drive was actually put into helping kids start an investment future. We take a look at surpluses and a whole series of things. Why not create investments to their future? Help them create investments to their future. Managed investments. We, we, we don't allow the, the risky stuff. We'll, we'll stick with blue chips. Someone may have a better idea than I. Someone may have an idea why this can't work. But what would a kid be better off with? A backpack or a way of being shown how to grow their money so as they make a living, no matter how big or how small, they learn to pay themselves first. <laughs> they learn how to how to manage their dollars, how to balance a checkbook, how to build a budget, 
how to accept the fact that it's okay not to have a new car. You don't need to have a new car right off the bat. You can wait. How about how when you buy a first house, it doesn't have to be 5,000 square feet. It can be 1,200 square feet. It doesn't have to have granite countertops. All those, all those remodeling shows, and you've you've gone as crazy as I. Oh, I uh, all right. So uh, I need to have granite countertops, and I and I need to have stainless steel appliances. Why I don't know. And, and and I need to have a big yard, and I need to have this. It needs to have that, and and I only have one hundred twenty-two thousand dollars to spend. What, what are you talking? You're not going to get that. Why are we even assuming that we should entertain the idea that you're going to get that? As a matter of fact, you don't need any of that. Your first place doesn't need stainless steel appliances. It needs a stove that will heat the macaroni and cheese. That's what you need. Stop believing these people that you need this, you need that, or worse, you're entitled to this, you're entitled to that. You ain't entitled to a holy damn thing except the fruits of your own labor. So let's teach that. Let's teach that. Let's explore that. Let's work on that. And instead of every single drive being some, hey, look at what a good company we are. We're providing this and we're providing that. What if we provide the actual resources that help Hoosier kids, black and white and Asian and Hispanic and gay and straight and all across the spectrum get ahead What if we were the state that wasn't like everybody else saying we're going to focus on coding, but we focused on economic competence and economic competence does not rely on a specific skill set for a job later on down the road. We set them up to they learn coding, so they get a job in coding, but we don't ever tell them what to do about the money. We don't ever say to them, if you go to college, you're going to have this much debt, but if you take these three boot camps, you'll have it paid off in six hours. What are we really focusing on? We focus on ideas without questioning the result of the end product. The end product should be capable Hoosiers who are like, holy crap, this is awesome. Oh my gosh, Indiana is so much more of a bargain. There's so much more to do compared to these other states. I'm not going anywhere. I'm keeping my brain here. Economic competence will lead to, I believe, a lower brain drain. The brain drain is, you know, we we take these kids and they graduate college and they're super bright and then they go to Tennessee because Nashville's cooler. If we teach them about economic success, if we teach them that you're going to spend your way too much money if you spend every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night on Broadway in Nashville looking for the woohoo girls. The, the woohoo girls, by the way, are the ones celebrating uh, someone's wedding, and you know them because they're the ones yelling, woohoo! That's, that's, the, that's the woohoo girls right there. You didn't think I knew that? Yeah. Ah, oh, please. You can't get culture by me, kitten. That's not the way it works. Create their opportunities by helping them actually build things that are theirs. That's the other part of this. The free backpack is a thing and it's disposable because next year there's going to be a new backpack. Your investment account, 
your hard-earned money, this is yours. This is you building yours. This is you getting yours. And we should speak about it in that kind of vernacular. You need to get yours. Here's how it's done. I have argued that if a, a gubernatorial candidate were serious, they would be working on um, videos like Khan Academy, teaching kids in Indiana how to invest, and they'd be doing it with 50 Cent. They'd be doing it with, uh, uh, oh, who's the guy from Shark Tank? Oh, come on. Uh, Shark Tank host, Damon John? Is that his name? They'd be doing it with Damon John. That's exactly the thing to be doing. I'd be doing it with Warren Buffett. What, they're going to say no? I think for this, they're going to say yes, because this is exactly where we should be. An $800 million data center is good for Indiana. I like it. I like it a lot. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Coding is not the end-all, be-all. We have a lot of different opportunities for a lot of different Hoosiers who have a lot of different skill sets. But all those skill sets need economic competency in order to grow and to live good lives as Hoosiers. So let's teach them. Let's give them. Let's help them build an economic future and know how to control it and be empowered by it and know that this is theirs, that Indiana helped them get theirs. So they stay in Indiana and we grow even bigger and better. You tell me where my plan is off base. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Political side of the uh, proposed border uh, control uh, situation that uh, Trump is trying to manipulate. The politics of that is you also have Governor Abbott sending thousands of migrants into mostly Democratic uh, cities uh, that uh, black mayors are in charge. You have the politics of it where this bill uh, or this solution, many progressives don't like, but they're willing to do something for the greater good. Talk about that, because it's not like they're giving the woke crowd or the progressives anything that uh, those of us considered progressive would want. This is something that uh, is going to take some political maturity on all sides, and they don't even want to give that. Give what? Give to whom? With all due respect, like Al Sharpton deserves any respect, Freddie's Fashion Mart, some of us remember. What the hell are you talking about? And take this whole, they're sending the immigrants to black mayors and just shove it. This is a nonsense conversation. Those cities said they were sanctuary cities. Now take the people, smile, and shut up about it. Wait, are you allowed to say that in today's America? Just me? Just me? Okay. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Governor Abbott. Only sending where the black mayors are in charge. This uh, falls in line with what it is that the mayor of Chicago, uh, the, the the socialist, right? Uh, Democratic socialist, please, all commies. Uh, Brendan Johnson uh, had to say that this is racist what's happening. 
No one cares what you think uh, and, and when you engage that kind of conversation. Get it understood. You can scream racism from now until the end of time. No one cares. We're sick and tired of your voice and of your nonsense, of these lies and this garbage, this hatred. Everything is racial at every moment. Tell Joe Biden it's time for a border policy that works. Not comprehensive immigration reform, that's nonsense. Technology at the border to stop illegal crossings. Today. Remain in Mexico, across the board, and implemented today. Where do we need more Border Patrol agents and actually hiring them? Today. The wall? Today. I just gave you four things to stop the flow of illegal immigrants. Then we can work on part two. Those who want to have work in the United States, because we absolutely do need it. Those who actually have a case for asylum and those who lie need to be sent back never to return. Implement those policies today. Right now. Not something where it's like, well, we we, we gave uh, the Republicans something to vote on. They didn't vote on it. That's a nonsense proposition. And it doesn't go with Ukraine funding. It happens now. Standalone. And the people who scream racism about having to deal with the issues Texas has to deal with, forget that they're screaming anything. We can fix this. We just have to do it. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Monday, everyone. Take care.